it's that leap of faith, knowing that you're onto something, knowing that the problem needs to be solved, knowing that there's this urgency, there's no time to wait, and the consequences of waiting. I think there's a there's something that builds up inside of you that says you got to do this, and it's it's trusting that voice that you have within. This is Sabrina Habib, the co-founder and chief executive officer of Kidogo, and our guest on today's episode. Kidogo is a nonprofit social enterprise that works to improve access to high-quality, affordable childcare in low-income populations. We're based in Kenya. We're the largest childcare network in Kenya, and we use a social franchising approach to provide training, uh, mentorship, and support tools to improve the quality of informal childcare centers. I'm Rama Shakaki, and you're listening to Innovate with Purpose, the official podcast of Expo Live, an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. When we sat down with Sabrina, she told us that growing up, she had different plans for her future. I actually wanted to be a neurosurgeon. <laughs> I, I had epilepsy as a child and spent a lot of time in, in the hospitals and thought that that was my career path. But I, I quite literally stumbled into entrepreneurship. In 2011, she was walking around one of the informal settlements in Nairobi when she came across what appeared to be a childcare center. It was this 10 foot by 10 foot corrugated metal shack. It was dark, it was congested, the smell was awful, there was no sanitation at all. And my foot nearly tripped over a young child. And as I leaned forward to pick her up, I saw 15, 20, maybe more young children, zero to three years of age, all awake, but completely silent. This was such an eerie feeling. I think it hit me right away that this was not fair, this was not just. It spurred up for me the idea that this could have been me. You know, my, my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents were all born in East Africa. And the idea that a child's life, their trajectory is dictated for them simply because of the circumstances that they were born in, it's not fair. And that was the moment the idea of Kodogo was born. At the time, Sabrina was working at a large nonprofit in Kenya, so she was embedded in this space. But having been born and raised in Canada, she was aware that there was a lot she still needed to learn. And it wasn't just that. Sabrina and her partner, a friend at the time, who would later become her husband, were both young and relatively inexperienced. We were very hesitant to jump in because there's so much of this white savior mentality that you know people in the West know how to fix problems that the, of communities that they don't grow up in. And we didn't want to be that. I think solutions need to come from local communities. And then I, I think not knowing anything about childcare. I mean, we were in our mid-20s. We didn't have any children of our own. Uh, not able to tell a four-year-old apart from a two-year-old. I mean, we had very little knowledge of the sector. Entrepreneurship starts with curiosity. And we just spoke to a whole bunch of these childcare operators to understand what are their pain points? You know, why do they do this work? What's motivating them? What is a day like in their life of 
you know, looking after 15, 20 children for 10 to 12 hours of the day. What must that be like? What are the challenges they're facing? And then speaking to dozens and of, of mothers to understand what are their pain points? What is it like for them to have to go to work and leave their children and being unsure of the state they'll find their child in when they come to pick them up at the end of the day? And so what were your next steps after the initial survey? I think we learned a whole bunch of stuff and we put it down in, on paper and we, we did this global benchmarking study as well because we figured if this was a challenge in the slums of Kenya, it had to be a challenge in the slums of India or Latin America. So we came up with a whole bunch of solutions and then we packaged those solutions and gave it to large nonprofits working in Kenya because we figured, again, we were not the right people to do this work. And after a year, you know, a year and a half went by and nothing was happening. And we knew that every day that was going by, these young children were missing the opportunity to reach their full potential. We figured, why not? Why not try it ourselves? And we gave ourselves a year to figure it out. And if it wouldn't work in a year, then we would have said at least we would have tried. We got started with a little bit of cash that we had. Uh, my husband left his apartment and, and cut down on his expenses. And we used his six months of salary and savings to launch our first center. And it was that first center that helped us learn and also provided an example to funders of what we wanted to do. It's, it's hard to talk about something and sell it. It's a lot easier to show it. Kidogo's goal was never to come in and replace the existing childcare centers. What they wanted to do is to offer women running those centers the skills and support that would ensure they delivered quality childcare and are able to make profit. Our idea was how do we professionalize the sector? We brainstormed that you know, a franchising model might work really well. The same way you go to a Starbucks or to a McDonald's or somewhere and you get the same standard of services, why not try that for the childcare sector? We thought, okay, great, let's let's go to these childcare operators, let's tell them about us, uh, let's show them what we can do and then have them join our network. And we did that and they said no. Well, that's disappointing. Why did they say no? A couple of reasons. One was, you know, who are you? The second one was, there is nothing wrong with my center. I grew up in something just like this and I turned out okay. And it clicked for us that if you don't know what quality looks like, you don't know what to strive towards. And so we actually pivoted early on um, and started a, a hub and spoke model. So what that meant was we started our own childcare centers to show a proof point of what quality care can look like. And when we started our first center in 2014, and then a couple months later, early in 2015, we launched a second center in a different community. We then were able to bring those childcare operators to those centers and say, this is it. This is what we were talking about. They then came into these spaces and then went back to their centers and tried to replicate it. And that was exactly what we were looking for, was that spark, that inspiration that, yep, there, there is a possibility of doing something even greater. So to date, Kidogo has provided more than 5,000 hours of training and mentorship in more than 30 communities, reaching 400 daycare operators in a network of over 450 childcare centers. That's impressive. 
the work that we do is not normal. You know, the, the typical childcare or early childhood setup is uh, a, a small classroom with desks and chairs and, and you know, three-year-olds staring at a chalkboard all day long. And just everything is done by rote memorization. We take a very play-based approach to how we do things. There's no desks and chairs. It's, you know, there's learning corners and activity centers. And it's been, it was tough initially to get parents onto this new methodology of doing things and showing how play is actually the brain's favorite way to learn. To gauge how they were doing, Kidogo carried out their own research, and they quickly realized that inside the classroom, Kidogo's kids were more independent than kids who were enrolled in other preschools. Can you tell us about some of the results that came out? I remember getting the results of a research study that we had done that compared uh, Kidogo children to children who had gone to other early childhood centers or not at all. And these were kids that had gone and graduated uh, to primary school. And the research came back saying that our children are in the top 5% of their class. They get their work done so quickly. They ask so many questions that our, the teachers are having trouble because they're so inquisitive. They're so curious. They want to finish their work and go off and do other things. And when my husband and I saw that, we actually high-fived because those are exactly the building blocks of the types of citizens that we want, right? We want problem solvers. We want creative thinkers. We want people with curiosity who aren't afraid to ask questions. And so that was that was really exciting to me. Expo Live Grant has played an integral role in Kidoko's journey. Not only did it allow the enterprise to grow, it also helped Kidogo cement its role in the community as a trusted learning space. So Expo Live came into the Kidogo journey a couple years ago. We had tested the social franchising model in a couple of communities, and we used the money to scale into new communities and counties as well. We actually had our biggest success in the communities that Expo Live funded. We take our, our mompreneurs through a three-month accelerator program, and once they reach our level of quality, they convert into Kidogo franchisees. So they hold Kidogo's brand. Um, it's a signal to the community that this is a center you can trust because they uphold certain quality standards. And the communities that Expo Live funded um, had our biggest conversion rate. You know, 80% of the centers ended up going on to become Kidogo franchisees. And I think it was a, a pivotal moment in our scale journey. Um, and so we are so grateful for the funds. I think there's actually something larger, though, about being an entrepreneur, being a human being in a world where every time you turn on the news, you see something bad going on. And I think the um, Expo Live meetups that would happen in Dubai were such a refreshing moment to be able to be amongst other entrepreneurs who were solving other issues, whether it was to do with the environment or climate change or you know economic opportunities, water and sanitation or hygiene or every issue possible, there was a Expo Live innovator addressing it. And I think being amongst a community like that just makes you feel more hopeful about the world, that as many problems that there are, there are just as many change makers from around the world that are addressing those problems. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Sabrina. Innovate with Purpose is the official podcast of Expo Live, an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. Innovation can come from anywhere to everyone. 
Learn more by visiting expo2020dubai.com forward slash expo dash live. Innovate with Purpose is produced by Kerning Cultures Network. Episodes are released every Sunday and Wednesday. Subscribe to Innovate with Purpose on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review.